Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mutual. Happy birthday to you and many more. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, The Doctor is In! Did you hear that? How could I not hear that? It sounded like an explosion. And a landslide, yes. A landslide? Or a cave-in. They sound quite similar when you're on the underground side of one. Yes, they do. Does it bother you that we know this? Immensely. Does it bother you that we're having this discussion while handcuffed to our chairs? Separate chairs. Makes cozy time tricky. Behave yourself. Never in a million years. You know, if I didn't know better, I'd say these Nazi stooges just buried us all alive. Good times. Somebody's coming. Finally. Terrible service around here. And so, the mighty heroes of adventure are my guests at last. Mm, the mighty heroes of adventure. I quite like that one. They usually open up with the great red panda. Like I wasn't even sitting here. Oh no, my dear flying squirrel. Not after you fought your way in here the way you did. Wave after wave of my hand-picked men all cast aside like rag dolls. You are a magnificent beast. Thanks. I try and keep in shape. Aren't your mentor? They have many names for you. The Spectre of Justice. The Crimson Ghost. Some say you must be the devil himself. How disappointing to find you to be nothing more than flesh and blood. I enjoy being underestimated, Herr Trommler. It makes my day ever so much easier. Oh no, Red Panda. I would be a fool to underestimate either of you. And as you see, I am no fool. <laughs> Fritz, I don't have enough fingers and toes to count the ways that you're an idiot. Is that a fact? It has been a long, cold winter of waiting, but at long last the mice have finally found the cheese. The entrance you came in has been collapsed by the explosions you heard just moments ago. You are my prisoners, bound hand and foot within the very heart of an inescapable maze, a death trap of my own devising. Don't pretend you aren't impressed. You aren't under the impression you were difficult to find, are you? 
The Nazis poured a lot of resources into Project Spoil Sports efforts to start a new Ice Age, and we have taken them away from you one by one, and your stooges like Keller and the rest, each clue bringing us closer and closer to you and this facility. Yes, a trail of breadcrumbs that you followed like the decadent vermin that you are. Ah, but what if we knew that it was a trail of breadcrumbs and followed it anyway? Who's the vermin now, Ratsy? Your retort is clumsy and childish. And those pants make your thighs look huge. Silence! Rats. Ha! You owe me a hot dog. What is this? It's a standing bet. A little game we play. If it had a name, it would be, see who can make the Nazi yell silence first. I always win. She does not always win. Almost always. There are no formal statistics. It's 34 to 16 going back to 1935. 68% is not almost always. What is this... Idiocy. Believe it or not, Trommler, this is what passes for playful romantic banter these days. Times are tough. There's a war on, you know. I must say I am disappointed, Red Panda. I did not expect to find you so ridiculous. Oh, get off your high horse, Trommler. Hitler sent you over to cause havoc and destruction on a massive scale. You failed. We've spent weeks picking off your organization one by one, and now it's your turn. We knew this place was a trap when we walked in the door. We also knew the best way to find out your whole plan was to come in, sit down, and let your jolly Germans tie our hands behind our backs. My plan? You came here to learn my plan? Yes, it's an odd phenomenon. When we find ourselves captured, when it would be ever so easy just to put a bullet in our heads and be done with us, people have an odd compulsion to tell us their entire schemes, outline their criminal organization, tell us where to find evidence, name their confederates... Everything. It's very handy. Handcuffs notwithstanding. As you say, I suppose it's a natural thing to want to gloat, at least a little. But after all these years, you'd think it would have occurred to at least one of you megalomaniacs to wonder if there wasn't something else going on. Some little push to set the monologue in motion. What are you saying? What I'm saying, Herr Trommler, is my mind is in your mind. Yes, I know. I hate this guy. Make him dance like a monkey. First things first. What is your plan, Herr Trommler? My plan? Dear Red Panda, don't you know? Enough games. You set out to cause climactic devastation, kill millions. You failed. But you haven't tried to escape, which means you aren't finished, which means you have a new plan. What is it? You are powerless to resist me. Just as you are to me. The plan, now! The plan is what it always was, Red Panda. Project Spoil Sport was built for one thing only. Revenge. Your country was the target. You thwarted that, and so you became the target. The clues you followed, the trail of breadcrumbs. This entire facility, it was all set up. To destroy you, Red Panda! I don't like this. Why can't you make him tell the truth? He is telling the truth. Yes! And only now do you see. Escape was never our plan. You are now in the very heart of a trap from which escape is utterly impossible! Not impossible, Ratsy. Just very, very improbable. Dr. Improbable! Why didn't you tell me he was in on the gag? I didn't know myself. Guards! Destroy him! (coughs) Mr. Chairman? Miss Squirrel? We had things under control, you know. Yes, so I see. Having trouble with the handcuffs? Not trouble, exactly. 
They were a little better than I expected. <laughs> is, uh, is he with you? He is now. Herr Trommler, you are going to guide us out of this maze. There is no escape. Don't talk crazy. There must be. How are you going to get out? Like this. Stop him. What? He's got something in his teeth. Holy moly, a poison capsule. <laughs> there was... Never to be an escape for me. Nowhere for me to run. And now nowhere for you. He's dead. Yes. Cyanide capsule. Probably hidden in a false tooth. Think he meant what he said? That everything here was designed just to kill little old us? They weren't called Project Spoil Sport for nothing. This could get... Interesting. Interesting is just another word for improbable. And improbable is kind of what I do. Good times. I think we found the maze your playmate was talking about. Holy cow, look at that. Fascinating. These tunnels look like they go on for miles. How could they have dug these so quickly? A machine called the Mole. Apparently, something they inherited when they killed one of the scientists they had shanghaied. That's the trail I was following when I saw the two of you break in here. Wait, you saw us? You just happened by? Unlikely. At least. Get used to it. Shouldn't we at least try to go back the way we came? I'm fairly certain that the explosion will have caved in the entrance. And now we know that wasn't an accident. It wasn't. I saw them blow the charges. Why didn't you stop them? Because I didn't know what they were doing until they'd done it. Who thought they'd be stupid enough to bury themselves alive just to seal in you two into a death trap? And you with us. I'm Dr. Improbable, not Dr. Lucky. Too bad. That has kind of a nice ring to it. Look, even if there are miles of tunnels down here, it doesn't mean there's actually a way out. This was supposed to be a death trap. Why would they dig all the way out? This machine you've been chasing, the mole... How big is it? About the size of a bread truck. You followed it to this complex? Yes. But it isn't here? No. Which means? It must be down these tunnels somewhere. Yes. Either they finished the tunnel and took the digger away somewhere, in which case there is an exit after all. Or they left it in this man-made maze on the assumption that we could never live long enough to find it, in which case we can use it to dig our way out. It all feels a little elaborate, doesn't it? These are the same jolly lot that tried to start an ice age, yes? It's a fair point. But if they wanted to kill you, why not just kill you? Mm, hypnosis helps. They weren't hypnotized when they dug these tunnels. They don't just want to kill us. They want revenge. They want us to feel like we might just escape. They want us to almost find the answer to die within sight of it. You sound sure of yourself. I usually do. He does. It's one of his charms. I just don't know how you can be this certain. I'm not certain of very much, Doctor. However, I do feel quite confident that we are about to walk into pitch blackness. Tunnels dug into the living rock by people who badly wanted us to die in them and almost certainly took considerable precautions to help make that a reality. And somehow I am just as certain that this is our best course of action if we wish to live through the next few hours. What you're basing on? The presumption that the suicidal Nazis who buried us alive in this complex made some sort of provision for us choosing to sit quietly and wait for rescue. Some sort of large and explosive provision. It seems somehow likely, does it not? Do you two do this much guessing every day? Yes. Are you coming? I, uh, 
I have a little trouble with tunnels. Do you have a little trouble with being blown into a million pieces? I'm gonna hate this. That's the spirit. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. Can you see what you're doing? I can see fine. I've got a flashlight in my belt. I'd be all for that, actually. Actually, I'd rather you didn't. There's a secondary trigger down here. A photoreactive cell. If I was using a light to see by, I'd have sprung the trap. More poison darts? Oh, rather more crude. A nice big bomb. Subtle. Give me two minutes. Why are we bothering to defuse these traps as we find them? Once we spotted the tripwire, couldn't we just go around it? Take it easy, Doc. If we clear these things as we go, we don't have to worry about them if we beat a retreat. You two do a lot of retreating? It's an interesting point. Not a big fan of pitch blackness is all. Or of being underground. He won't be long. We need to be on our toes, though. We won't get lucky again like we did with the darts. Lucky? Sure. Twenty poison darts fire and they mess all three of us? What are the odds? That wasn't luck, Miss Squirrel. That was me. Oh, come on. You didn't even see them coming. That isn't how it works. At least not for me. How what works? Your martial arts are pretty good, and you're a decent detective. But you don't expect me to buy the whole improbable thing, do you? This is kind of the same response I had from the super services. Apparently, superpowers you don't actually control aren't exactly on their wish list. So they pawned you off on the Danger Federation. Something like that. All right. That was... Strange. What is it? I must be missing something. What? That trap was something fiendish, all right. The wiring was brilliant. Booby traps within booby traps. Finally, I decided to start at the other end. And? They forgot to hook up the explosives. What? I've been over it twice. Look, here they are. No fuse. Give me your torch. I need to see this in the light. I'm all in favor of this and everything, but I'm not surprised. What is he talking about? His superpowers. Is he flirting? I only have eyes for you. Then don't let me interrupt. Won't be but a second. This kind of thing happens to me a lot, actually. It's the improbability factor. You're saying that this is an actual thing? Look, I was a physicist by training and a gambler by nature. My research extended into the physical laws that govern probability on a quantum level. I'll take your word for it. I was looking for a way to stand probability and causality on their heads to control the reaction between cause and event, and I was nearly there... When the accident happened. Explosion. How did you know? Half the folks with powers that I meet had something blow up on them. I'm always amazed they have all their fingers and toes. I was missing an eyebrow for a while. (laughs) Now that's funny. When I got back to the gaming table, I had a run of good luck. I found the further I pressed the odds, the longer the long shot, the more I couldn't miss. Needless to say, I made a fortune. You must have delighted some shady types. They did try to kill me. And much to my surprise, the same improbability factor that kept me winning kept me alive. And you decided on a career change to superheroics? Why not? Besides, the gambling thing wasn't going to last. Nobody would take your bet. That, and as I became more confident in the powers of the improbability field to help me win, it changed the odds. If a long shot is actually a sure thing... Then your powers worked against you? They did. And once I wasn't sure of them, the odds changed back. Well, at least partway. And I never knew quite how much. It made gambling a gamble again. And who the heck needs that? So, I got into something where I was absolutely certain to fail and die. 
and I've been doing pretty well with it. Except right now. Yeah. Right now kind of stinks. Well, I didn't miss a thing. You usually don't. That's just slipshod workmanship. I mean, who does that? I do. Yeah, I think it might have been him. Did I miss something while I was busy not missing something? Come on, let's go find the next death trap and we'll explain. This is really starting to bother me. I'll bet. Fourteen terribly clever death traps and not one of them would have killed a determined mouse. Yeah. I can see how that would get annoying. It's the sort of thing that can make you sloppy, Dr. Improbable, and in this business, sloppy means dead. Now you know why I usually work alone. Me too. Oh, come on. Going everywhere with a redhead in a cat suit is not working alone. And you've been putting a lot of effort into training Mr. Amazing. You don't think he needs it? The more power, the greater need for control. Sure, I buy it. You're also training him to take over your city. Who says that I am? You'd quite like to pack it in while you're still alive, and you'd like to leave your city to someone who can protect it properly. Don't worry. I'm not offended you didn't ask me. I haven't asked anyone. Hey, boys. We've got another branch in the tunnel up here. Right there. How's that map coming? It's fine. Don't smirk at me. I have a general desire not to wander these tunnels for the rest of time. Why is there a gate? What's that? On this side. Uh, There's a gate blocking part of the tunnel. No idea. Open it. Really? Is there a problem? You don't think we should just go left? See the map? There's been no significant change in elevation since we were over here, which means the tunnel to the left must meet up with the branch we've already explored. My guess is right here. Turning adventure into math class since 1933. Quiet, you. I don't know about this. Come on, squirrel. What's the worst that can happen? Had to say it. What the heck is that? I imagine this is what the gate was for. You think? For the record, I wanted to go left, not be a snack for a puma. That's no puma. How are we for flares? I think we can spare one. Hold on. What in blazes? It's no pumy puma anyway. That's a Burmese tiger. Where on earth did they get a Burmese tiger? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, Burma? Anybody ever fight a tiger before? Don't be a fool, it would tear you apart. I think that's its plan, actually. Those idiots just left it down here in the dark. Getting hungrier and hungrier. We're dead, aren't we? Well, the slowest runner is anyway. Excuse me while I tie your laces together. All right, mister. That is about enough of that. Is he telling off the man-eating tiger? I know you're frightened, but we're here now. It's all right. No, he is reassuring the man-eating tiger. Oh, good. It needed more confidence. Now you calm down. You sit. Sit. Good boy. Yes, good boy. Okay. Even I don't believe this one. Keller's team was stuck in Canada. If they had a tiger in a trap, it had to be an animal from a circus or a zoo. Either way, it had to be accustomed to humans. For dinner? Oh, don't be such a baby. I've reinforced his training with a hypnotic spell. He's quite tame. As far as tigers go, you'd better both come here so he can sniff you. Um, okay. Why? Well, we can't leave him here. Red Panda, you are not bringing that home. No. Well, 
Anyway, we can worry about that later. I mean it. Yes, yes, but for the moment he's clearly coming with us. It's ridiculous. Would you like to tell him no? All right. Trapped in a Nazi labyrinth with a Bengal tiger and a guy who wants it for a pet. How could this get any worse? I can't believe this actually got worse. I'm almost done. We finally find the Nazi's mole machine and suddenly their traps start working again? Working overtime. This is number nine and I've only cleared six feet of tunnel. At this rate, it'll take hours to get to that digger. Your kitty cat is looking at me like I'm a big tasty mouse. I think I'm going to name him Roshan. You are not keeping a tiger. Look at this face. How can you say no to this face? I'm sure that he wants to eat me. Well, in his defense, you'd probably be delicious. I'm not quite sure how to take that. Where's Dr. Improbable? He went down the hall. He said he thought his improbability field was throwing us off. Oh, that old thing. I never was sure if I entirely believed in it. Wait, could... Wait, how could it be throwing us off? Like when he was a gambler. When he got confident, he would win impossible bets. That changed the odds, and the field worked against him. He told you that? Sure. Dr. Improbable, would you come here, please? I don't think I should. Come here, or I'm sending Rashan to get you. Who's Rashan? Who do you think Rashan is? Coming! What's up? Dr. Improbable's personal confidence, or lack thereof, doesn't affect the actual odds of winning or losing. But they did. No, they affected the outcome, just like they've been affecting us. What is it? Just how claustrophobic are you, Doctor? Why does this matter? Answer the question. Somewhere between very and... Help! Help me get out of here! I thought so. You hit it well, but your powers work on a subconscious level. My powers affect the laws that govern probability. No, they don't. They influence the outcome of events by directly manipulating reality. You have convinced yourself they have something to do with probability, so that is how your subconscious uses them. Inconvenient, but predictable within certain parameters. This is ridiculous. No. When you put yourself into a situation that held deep terror for you, this maze of tunnels, your subconscious rode to extremes. You were utterly convinced that you were going to die, and since you have developed your powers to respond in an opposing fashion, they made the whole thing terribly easy. Failed death trap after failed death trap. A man-eating tiger who turned out to be adorable and friendly. You are not keeping him. We'll talk later. And when we finally sighted the mole at the far end of that corridor, you were so relieved at the prospect of actually living through this that your powers ran 180 degrees in the opposite direction and put a ludicrous number of traps between us and escape. It isn't the Nazis that are trying to kill us, Doctor. It's you. Well, this is... Well, no. Uh, This isn't right. I'll prove it to you. Take off your hat. Take off my hat? But why? Ouch. You'll feel that in the morning. You'll have bigger problems than that. Help me get him into the mole. Let's go, Rasham. Walkies! Gus? Gus, are you down here? Right here. You really can't keep that tiger in the crime lab, you know. I know. And I'd let him roam the mansion, but it isn't safe for the baby. You think? I'm having a special enclosure built for him at the zoo. If the war ever ends, we'll take him back to India. I know a nature preserve he'd like. Well, it's nice to have a plan. Do you want to hear about the doc? Let me guess. Lost his powers. Kinda, yeah. He thought he understood them, and now he doesn't know how they work. He's far more powerful than he ever imagined. That's what the Major thought. 
She called him up to the super services for training and eventual deployment. He's pretty sure he's going to die, so I guess that means he'll be fine? I hope he will. It does bring up an interesting point, though. What's that? As powerful as Dr. Improbable may turn out to be, it isn't like he can fly and shoot energy bolts from his hands. And yet the Major took him and not Mr. Amazing. Again with this. Look, he's an alright kid, but he went nine kinds of cuckoo, remember? Afterwards. After he was rejected by the military and the super services and wasn't even selected for the Danger Federation. I know the kid's a pet project of yours, Gus. But he can be kind of an arrogant jerk. And I refuse to believe that's why he's being kept out of the war. There's something we're not being told about Mr. Amazing, Kit. And I think it might be time for us to find out what that is. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 93, The Doctor is In, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Ryan Saro, Brian Vaughn, Clarissa Dunederlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. <laughs> this was not only a birthday greeting for the Mutual Audio Network, which, as you may know, has been bringing you the finest in audio drama for just a little more than one year, it was also a way of letting you know how long 20 seconds are. Why should you know it? Because the CDC recommends, during this COVID-19 situation, that you and me and everybody wash our hands with soap and water as often as possible for at least 20 seconds. So get all of your fingers, get the palms, get the backs of your hands, and a little bit up your wrists, and make sure you change out your towels more frequently as well. If it helps to sing Happy Birthday or some other song, as you do so, why not? This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.